May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So, several weeks after my first child was born, I sat on my front porch sobbing. I was exhausted and I was frazzled and I was 22 years old and clearly I was not cut out to be a mother. And all I could think of at the time was I was going to have to worry about this child for the next 18 years. And if I had known then what I know now, I probably would have run away from home. Because no one tells you, no one tells you ever that you never stop worrying about your children. It's what you do. And I thought of that moment all those years ago when I read today's gospel. It's a gospel lesson that gives us this incredibly different image than we ordinarily see. Jesus employs this remarkable metaphor of a mother hen gathering her chicks under her wing in protection. And one author, and I have, to, I have to admit it was a male author, wrote, this is a shockingly domestic and feminine image to be found in the Bible. And as a mother and as a grandmother, I don't find the image shocking at all. I find the imagery poignant and heartbreaking. A mother's love can be a fierce thing. And I suspect that there's many here in this room today that have stories that they could tell about exactly what that fierce love looks like. So today's gospel tells us that the Pharisees came to warn Jesus that he needed to flee as Herod wants to kill him. And that's probably wasn't a huge surprise for Jesus because Jesus knows perfectly well what Herod is capable of. After all, he beheaded his cousin John the Baptist as a party favor. Go tell that fox I still have work to do. I am casting out demons and performing cures. And on the third day, I will finish. Jesus has set his course for Jerusalem He's heading to the city that rejects God's messengers and kills its prophets. And yet, even as he stands up to that fox, knowing full well the fate that awaits him, Jesus offers us this incredibly tender image of a mother weeping in grief over her children. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, killing the prophets and stoning those that are sent to you. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you would not come? The gospel lesson today offers us a stark contrast of the world as it is 
and a world as it could be. And some days, we don't have to look very far to wonder if there isn't something terribly wrong with the world as it is. On Thursday, there was another mass shooting, another hate-filled attack, and we grieve for those who were killed and injured in the mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, murdered as they worshipped and prayed on holy grounds. These attacks were just another horrific incidence of domestic terrorism that we've seen before, and I'm afraid we'll see it again. Our politics and our rhetoric seek to divide us. There's systemic injustice and economic inequality. We are fearful of others, those that are different, different religions, different languages, anything that sets someone apart from the dominant culture. Those fears have led to intolerance and violence toward the other. The Reverend Holly Herring wrote this week, and I want to thank her for that, a moving reflection in response to this act of terror. She recalled the words of Fred Rogers, a man whose kindness and love is so needed right now. But Fred Rogers also told the story of how he asked his mother, where was God in the face of unspeakable tragedy? And she told him to look to those who respond, those who rush in while others are running out. That's where God is. And we are hearing those stories from New Zealand. The woman who had just been passing by and was pinned, while pinned down with gunfire, holding pressure on a man's bleeding wound, all the while telling him and reassuring him that all would be well. Hang on until help could get there. And when the reporter said, you're a hero, her reply was, no, it's what you do. In this Lenten season, as we are on this journey to Jerusalem with Jesus, trying to follow in the way of love, But at times like this, it seems so very hard to know where we're going or even if we're heading in the right direction. And I don't know about you, but in times like this, I feel very lost. And sometimes I feel so very afraid. And all I can think of is the words to the spiritual. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child so lost and so alone. And then I go down on my knees to pray. A spiritual that was sung by people who were enslaved, deemed less than human by those that sought to own them. The words multi-layered and speak to loneliness, loss, and deep despair, but also hope in a God of boundless love for all of his children. We have to live in this world that we have made. And I wonder if perhaps that is what this Lenten journey is all about, to figure out how do we live as followers of Jesus in a world that at times seems to have gone completely mad. And it might be easier if we could just head out somewhere and live in isolation like the desert fathers and mothers of old, not having to deal with any of this craziness. 
but we can't. We are called to live in community. We are called to be the church, the world as it could be. We are called to be a community that offers a radically different alternative to the hatred and the violence that we are seeing. The gospel speaks to what is true and what is right, and it's what we need to hear today. We can debate over the particulars or the various interpretations, but what is not up for debate, the one thing that is absolutely undeniable is that Jesus said that his followers would be known by their love. And that love is needed more than ever. I was recently blessed to be able to listen to a group of Trinity members in a conversation about this place and what this community has meant in their lives. And one of the questions that they were asked was, how, had, how is it being here at Trinity had changed their ministry or their lives or their families at work or in the world? And everyone in the room talked about the kindness and the welcome and the love that they felt from this community. But what they said then gives me such hope in times like this. They talked about how the love and the welcome they felt from this community was contagious, that they were becoming better parents and neighbors. The love in this community was transformative. And that is what church should be. That is what the church is called to be, love that is contagious. Imagine, just imagine what this world would look like if we all walked out these doors and actually lived the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Fred Rogers so eloquently put it, love is at the root of everything, all learning, all relationships, love or the lack of it. And I figure right about now, someone is thinking, well, it's all very well and good, but we can't change what's happening with the ugly, ugly and divisive rhetoric that we're hearing in politics and in our leadership, other than remembering that every vote counts. And perhaps we can't change them, but we can change how we respond to the world around us. The most radical thing we could do today is to offer love in the face of hate. One author wrote this, preach the love of Christ like you are changing the world because that is exactly what we are doing. As the gospel spreads from person to person, life to life, community to community, nation to nation, we are transformed St. Francis would add to that by reminding us to preach the gospel always, using words only when necessary. Because love is a way of living and being. This is our Lenten journey, the way of love. In the face of the violence that we are seeing, perhaps the image of a 
hen seems almost laughable. A hen. Her sole purpose in life, to protect her young with nothing much in the way of protection for herself. All she can do is fluff herself up, sit on her chicks, and spread her wings surrounding them in love. A hen is no match for a fox, but she will give up her life for her chicks. Having loved her own who were in the world, she loved them to the end. It's what we do. And that is the way of the gospel, isn't it? It's the way of love and sacrifice over power and domination, a world as it is or a world as it could be. So let us walk out these doors today. Let us be the church. Let us be known for our love, a love that has the power to change our lives change the lives of the people around you and to change this crazy old world for good. Amen.